firmly do believe in a lot of the podcasts and things I listen to and a lot of even times when people are like in a pickle in their own life, people will suggest get out, go travel, like take time off of your grind, go out there, explore, see other ways to do things, meet other people, find other cultures, find other things that you're passionate about. And I do firmly believe that if everybody in their lifetime took an extended amount of time to travel the world, they would be able to find things in themselves that they never knew possible. Welcome back to the Trav Says Podcast. We are your host, Kim and Aaron. We are healthcare travelers, world travelers, entrepreneurs, and this is the podcast where we talk about all things travel because we are a couple who is obsessed with all things travel. Hence the name. Makes sense, right? Obsessed. Okay, so we have a great show. It feels good, personally. To be consistent, we did one last week. Now we're back this week. Yeah, we two went, in a row. We went on a crazy hiatus for a hot minute, which we explained why in the last episode. We don't have to get back into that, but it definitely feels good to be back on the mic. We're it, almost at episode 100. This is 96. Wow. Yeah. Big moment. I mean, we're two years in. I love it. I, I love remember it. like sitting in our little back bedroom in Oroville, California. And we had talked about doing this podcast, you know, back and forth for quite a while. And then finally we're like, let's just do it. Like, let's just, let's just do the damn thing. We went back there and we had our little mic and we just we got We recorded on five and, episodes. Yeah. Oh my God. Five like, episodes back back. and then released them and said our opening was when we had five episodes done. That's crazy. That was two years ago. So wow. much has happened. I know. We used to do polls and stuff of like, should we do a podcast or continue with YouTube? I know. And then we were like, why don't we just do what we love to do and just do them both? I know, but we were like, well, YouTube is, requires more work and the editing and all of that. And podcasts, it's easy, it's fun, it's better for storytelling, which is what we love to do. We're long-winded, not really appropriate for YouTube videos. So anyways, that's why we had started the podcast. But when we start our year of travel, we're also going to incorporate travel vlogs again uh, because we love doing them. So yeah. anywho... Tangent, no, but, but here yeah, we are. but we have a really, really good show. It's something that Kim and I are super passionate about talking about, and it's it's kind of what we hear all the time of, you know, people always saying that you know they feel that long term travel is extremely expensive, and they're just like, oh, you guys must be like trust fund babies, and you must be so rich to be able to just travel as much as you do and take that much time off of work. And so in this show, we just kind of want to talk about that. Yeah, we want to talk about why traveling really isn't as expensive as people think. And we used to be of the camp that did think that it was super, super expensive. And we are going to just share some stories and share some tips and tricks and just kind of paint the picture of why any and all of us can really take an extended period of time off to go travel and a lot of times it can be cheaper than even spending a two-week vacation mm -hmm. which is something we learned the hard way mm -hmm. um anyway so that's what we're going to get into in this episode but before we get into the episode we do want to talk about our online school for healthcare travelers which is traveler school it has been around now for almost three years having close to a thousand students going through it it is a passion project of kim and i's and it is launching again. Technically, I guess that's kind of what I wanted to mention is we used to launch it all the time. Every like four months, we would launch a new class. But now we've just realized that people are coming in into the school 
at random times. And so the school is always open. It's always there for you to jump into it when you're ready to take that next step into traveling. And it's perfect. Traveler School is an online course that we created and basically what we wanted when we started traveling almost 10 years ago. And it basically just walks you through everything you need to know all in one place. And it's broken down lesson by lesson. Um, It's self-paced. Yeah, step by step, just Mm -hmm. everything you want to know to really, really set yourself up for success as a traveler, really feel confident jumping into this new life, how to make the most money, how to find housing, how to negotiate, how to find the right companies, how to find the right recruiters to work with, um, and, and really understanding pay, everything in between. We break it all down for you. We put it all in one place that you can just push play, sit back and have everything you need to set yourself up for success. Yep. So if that sounds interesting to you, then definitely head over to www.kimandarong.com forward slash t-school. And that link will be in the description of the show notes below. So you can go check that out. And we would love to have you a part of the uh, Traveler School family. Yeah. Basically, it answers all the questions that we wish that we would have had the answers to before we started traveling that we had to figure out and learn the hard way. And so we like compiled all of those answers and put it for people who are just getting started so they don't have to same, make the same mistakes. Yeah, and so I'm gonna and cool. I'm gonna get the last word in. And, I know, and we're like, and we're here for you sure. to support you along the way. So there's definitely ways for you to reach out. <laughs> we want to see you succeed. It was how we got our start and how we are able to live this life that we currently live now. And we couldn't be more grateful. So to be able to support you along with your journey is something that really excites us. So we are here to guide you along the way, along with all the students in the school. So go check it out. It is next level for healthcare travelers um, to learn all the things. Okay, dokie. Okay. Here we are. So here we are. And let's just get into it. So here's the thing. If you guys know, we're about to take a year off. Whoop, whoop. A year. 56 days and counting, baby. 56 days until we take a year off to travel the world, which is something that we have been planning for and wanting to do for a very, very long time. Since 2012. Yeah. Yeah, like you ten, literally a were decade. crying to me on the back porch. <laughs> I just want to take a year to travel the world. That's my calling. That's what I'm here to do. And I'm like, how the fuck are we going to do that? Right. Because we were like, we can't even if like we'll, we'll take a two week vacation and then we'll like blow all our money and like have to start over. <laughs> and have no scrum. leave, no paid time off. Literally can't leave work early getting like beat down and I just want to go home early but I can't because I've taken so much vacation. Funny story. I think we might have told this before in the podcast. Plenty of times probably, I think. The car? Yeah. Okay, so just real quick because I feel like this just puts it into perspective, okay? We would take a vacation and this particular vacation we went up to Rhode Island. My family has two cottages there so we would go. It's like a 
just a fun family vacation. And then we went to New York City afterwards. Well, I want to add too, your family has cottages, so we don't have to pay for room and board. So all we had to pay for was our flights. Right. And then your aunts and uncles take very good care of us. Yeah. And take us out to lunch and all that stuff. So there really wasn't that many expenses. We still end up spending so much. Like we always look back and we're like, because we're like, oh, we're going to Rhode Island. Like we're going to spend zero dollars. And like, (laughs) it'll be such a like easy, cheap vacation. Then we come back and we're like, how did we end up spending so much money? Because like we and we went to New York City and right. Whatever. But anyways, long story short, we come home. We fly. We flew into the Jacksonville airport, and we go to get our car out because you know you have to park your car, or whatever long term parking. We go to get our car out, and I forget even how much it was. It was like it was like thirty six dollars. No, it was more than that because uh, we were gone. For oh, seventy two. Yeah, somewhere around there. It was, yeah, I think it was under a hundred bucks, but we were gone for a while. So we went to go get the car out and pay for parking so we could go home and our, all of our cards were declined. So just to put that in perspective, one, it was a gate. So there wasn't actually anybody in there. So you had to just put your card in and then the gate opens for you and put our card in. It was declined, put a credit card in. It was declined, put another credit card in. It was declined, didn't have any money in savings to transfer over. So we ended up just having to call a guy and I had to beg him for an IOU that if, if, if he let me get an address that I could send a check to, I promised him that I would pay the money when we got paid next and he could take a picture of my license and to make sure that I did it. Which is so like... Such a low moment. It's just crazy to look back at that. I mean, that was probably like... 11 years ago or something yeah. right before we started it was like a year before we started traveling and it's like to not have any <laughs> to basically have spent every single dollar not only dollar but credit like anything we had available and then to come home and literally like not be able to rub like two nickels together like that's insane to me i want to add too anyway. because just to close this out i just want to say though i think it's important is one that sounds irresponsible to a lot of people, right? Like, why are you going to travel when you don't have enough money to even get your car out of parking? And fair point, right? That, that's very fair to think. But also looking at it is Kim and I had this travel bug well before we even knew how to like make it a reality. And so I always at the moment hated that Kim would always just be like, we're going to go. Like, we're going to go. We'll make it work. We'll figure it out. And I always thought that was a little irresponsible. But what I do appreciate about that is she knew that she wanted this life. And we felt those feelings of those low points and then said, how do we make this a reality? How do we make this work? And what can we do in our lives to make sure that this is a vital part of the way that we live? And how can we make the decisions in our life to allow that to be our reality yeah and so i really appreciate you doing that even though at the time i was like this sucks well right because it didn't really make sense at the time right our lifestyle and that's what i think is you know so powerful is like it was such a soul desire this deep desire that i had to always travel and it wasn't just oh going on vacations even though at the time that's what we were able to do just to some extent But there was always this deep inner desire. I want to travel the world. I want to see the world in a big, big way. I want it to be a part of my life in a big, big way. And even having those dreams and desires, not even knowing how any of that, couldn't see the path for that to happen. Again, we go on vacation, we come home, we can't get the car out. And there was was no... um, at that point, you know, traveling, healthcare traveling wasn't even on the radar, wasn't even a thing. So there was no path to like, how can we make this happen? 
you know, and, but we still, me, I believed that I could create the life I wanted to live. I knew that would be a part of my life. I just had absolutely no idea how, but I stayed with it. I always stayed with it. And And then I came along and actually started being like, okay, like I'm in this too. You're right. Like, how can we actually get to a point where those low points, not feeling those anymore and thinking about how can we get paid? How can we make money while we're traveling so that we're not just relying on a savings account in our two weeks off just to get us through these small vacations? Mm -hmm. How can we do this long term? And the minute that seed was planted... Again, we didn't know the routes to take, but the seed was planted. Yeah. And things started to open up because we started to drive our lives in that direction. 100%. It was a non-negotiable for me. Like, that would be a huge part of my life in some way. And then healthcare traveling opened up for us about a year later, and that completely changed our life. Now, granted... We've been traveling for nine years. I always say, we always say 10. It feels like 10, but it will be 10 next year. Yeah. So it's been in August, it will be nine years total. And so healthcare traveling completely changed our lives. We've been able to travel and have so much freedom and do so many cool things, but it still has taken nine years to be able to be like, let's take a year of travel. Like, well, let's go for because it. of us, because of our decisions and what we wanted to do. Oh, right. I think you and I could have done it a long time ago. Oh, 100%. If we would have known the routes, kind of what we're going to talk so about gonna... in this podcast. Exactly. Good segue in. I will say, just side note, I think because we've always been very entrepreneurial and we've wanted to, one of our biggest things is we've wanted to work for ourselves and we wanted to have freedom in our lives to work for ourselves from anywhere. So... Our entrepreneurial journey has always taken precedence. Mm -hmm. So we've spent a lot of time and money building different businesses and, and, and finding different pathways to create that freedom in our lives where if we weren't doing that, we would have been using that time and money just to go travel, right? Now, granted, Correct. we've been able to do both, but it's just kind of slowed everything down essentially, 100%. right? 100%. Okay. So anyways, that was a very long-winded way of saying it was a good opener i actually didn't know that that was going to come up so i i I like that yeah Yeah. it's perfect this is what we do here we just have candid conversations and we can go down lots of side streets and i love it Mm -hmm. i love just having story time with Mm -hmm. you right so and with the listener obviously (laughs) (laughs) right but i say all that to say that you know now we're we're really gearing up for this year of travel and the first thing people say to us when we say we're taking this year to travel, they assume, well, first they're like, oh my God, you guys are so lucky. And they assume that we're millionaires, right? And it's funny because I, I'm always like, listen, we're not lucky. First of all, we've worked very hard to create this. We were very intentional with the steps we took to create this life we're living. A, we're not fucking lucky. So <laughs> don't even go, right? Like, right. don't even go there. But B. Trigger. <laughs> That, that just made me drop an up. I know. But it is. Like, I hate when people say you're lucky. It's like, no, you're not lucky. Like, people who have things that you want usually are because they were very intentional and had goals and direction and purpose and they worked towards it, right? Uh-huh. And, and that's what we've done, right? Anyways, the other part is that anybody can do it and it's not as expensive as you think it is, okay? Right. So here's the thing. Yes, is traveling, does it cost money? Of course it does, right? You know, obviously it's going to cost money. But most of the time, I'll say, and we're going to kind of break this down and get into this more, but it's almost easier, more feasible to go and travel 
than it is for us to stay in the States and, you know, pay $2,500 a month for rent and pay all the utilities and the Wi-Fi and the electric and the grocery shopping. Because we were two people who spent a lot of money on grocery shopping because we like healthy food and we cook a lot, whatever. So we spent a lot of money being here in the state. Well, hence the digital nomad like mm-hmm. community is huge. Mm-hmm. Why is that? They can have an idea, go travel the world, live remotely, and pay way less money to build up their business and put their money into their startup. 100%. I mean, yeah. Just side note, I mean, we rented a place in Chiang Mai, a, a beautiful apartment in Thailand, and it was like $500 a month. 300 Oh, sorry. 300 300 US a month. Right. So $300 a month to live in Thailand where we just came from Palm Springs and we were paying over $2,500 a month. Right? Yeah, 300 a month for everything. Everything. Like electric. Anything we wanted. The dude, like Kim was like... I want. I would like a blender. Is there a store that I can go get a blender at? And he was like, I'll bring you one right now. Yeah. And like literally anything we wanted for 300 bucks a month. 100%. That's which crazy. is crazy. So usually longer term travel is cheaper than even doing a two week vacation. And, you know, a lot of times, like for us, for instance, like when we used to take our two week vacation every <laughs> single year, right? We would go balls to the wall. It's our only time off. So like, let's say at like a nice hotel, that's a hundred, two hundred dollars a night. We're going to eat out at really, you know, nice restaurants or whatever. Like you just kind of go all We're going to pamper ourselves, spa treatments and excursions yeah. and everything. Yeah. So yeah, you end up, you, you walk away from that being like, damn, that two weeks I spent a lot of money, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually have a really funny story about how we, what the money we spent on a two week vacation basically we could have traveled for like six months on oh yeah yeah but that's later in the podcast yeah um i do want to add too uh we did do a whole budget series and i really love that budget series and i really kind of hope to bring it back a little bit um but it's episodes 51 to 54 of this podcast and we really talk about not only budgeting but also breaking down what kind of traveler are you and i think that's super important because if you are the person that literally will go to Chiang Mai, Thailand and stay in like a fancy ass Hilton and eat the restaurant food from the Hilton and things like that, you're a lot different traveler than more of the budget or more of the middle traveler, which is kind of where we feel like we are, where we like to, you know, kind of do minimal, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, stays or what do you say like like we spent like we we like to be comfortable and we like we like cleanliness we like good locations i mean again we're definitely not like like schlepping to a hostel dormitory right that's not our vibe or couch surfing right but we do you know tend to spend less on accommodations accommodations and there's so many ways to do that which we're going to talk about too but then we like to go and spend money on good food and meals and experiences and things like that. So there's definitely all different types of ways that you can travel. You can definitely travel the world for a year and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's very possible, right? So it depends on what type of traveler you are. And I think that budget series is all about figuring out what type of traveler you are so that you can figure out a realistic budget and 
then start to plan taking some time off to go travel and what that will actually look like for you. So go back and listen to that. It starts at episode 51 uh, through 54. And honestly, it's one of my favorite series that we did. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of budget, so if you if you do listen to those episodes that we recorded those, what, a year and a half ago? Because it was when we thought we were going to take a year to travel the world. But unfortunately, COVID happened. And so mm-hmm. we did it right before then, mm-hmm. right? So that was like a year and a half ago. I think so. Or did we do it here in Palm Coast where we were, we did that whole series because we thought we were just going to, you know, wait it out and go on our year of travel. Maybe. I feel like it was then. Like it was we were like a year ago, whatever. Yeah, something like that. But at the time, we had a budget. And so we talked about it in that episode and kind of what that looked like for us and how we were planning on traveling and using the budget. So our budget originally for a year of travel was $35,000. So we saved up $35,000 and that broke down to about $100 a day. For two people. For Again, yeah. So like this is for two people, right? So if you're one person, it's going to look very different. And... $100 a day was kind of on the upper side of things because Aaron and I know, again, we are not budget travelers. Like, I don't put ourselves in that camp because no. we definitely appreciate experiences. We want to get out. We want to do cool things. We want to have great food. We want to have wine. We want, you know, like we're going to experience it. Like, we are not the type that's going to go to Venice and go to like a supermarket and buy ramen because we can't, we don't want to spend money to buy like pizza. Right? Like, that's, like, the the craziest thing to me. Like, why are you traveling if you can't go out and, like, enjoy the area you're in? Right? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. No. I mean, we're also the ones that will pay for a private food tour to have a better, like, video in it. Like, you know what I'm saying? We'll we'll pay for those things because the experience is much greater to get that one-on-one and dive deeper into the culture with that one person. So we won't just do like a big group tour just because it's cheaper. Right. So, right. We, we have a little bit more spending room. So, and, and again, we get into this in all that budget series. So I'm not going to get into that deeply now, but like in most parts of the world, so we're talking about Southeast Asia, South America, Eastern Europe, $100 a day is actually quite a bit. Like mm-hmm. you can actually make, you, you, and, you might not even spend, we probably wouldn't have spent that. No. It would have been challenging to spend $100 a day because you're talking about accommodations are less than 20 bucks, things like that, right? So, but in, in places like Europe, $100 a day, we would have had to probably spend more than that, right? But that was kind of the average. That's what we were thinking we could realistically try to I say try or we've never been the best at budgeting but that was kind of our goal that was our goal that was our goal I will say too we also knew that we were starting our trip in South America and then possibly going to Southeast Asia and then hitting Europe so we were like we were gonna do a we still are I still want to I hope we are um but we were gonna track our budget daily just to see how well we're doing and any money that was left over gets rolled into the next you know, day or month or whatever. And then that way we thought that we would have plenty of money to stay on budget when we went to Europe. Because exactly. we knew it was going to be more expensive. Yeah. So we wanted to almost see how that would work. Like yeah. if we were going into Europe with you know $300 a day because of all the money we saved from Southeast Asia and South America. Exactly. So now, and P.S., like when we take our year of travel, things are going to look a little bit different. But I still want to kind of 
not, I guess, yeah, track the budget to be able to share about, hey, like, this is kind of our vibe. This is where we stay. This is how we eat, blah, blah, blah. And this is about how much we're spending. So if you feel like you're the type of traveler like we are, it kind of gives you a sense of maybe what we're spending and kind of all of that. But things have changed a little bit because now, you know, fast forward a year, we're going to be traveling for the year and we still have the money saved. More money. Yeah, we have a, we were able to save a lot more money because we both took that contract in Palm Springs and we were able to save like a shit ton of more money. But we are going to be running our business. So we're going to be working while traveling and earning money all at the same time, which honestly has always been our dream. Like that legit, legit has been the dream like traveling has always been the thing but being able to incorporate running a business working from anywhere doing work we love and we're inspired by and excited about and traveling and running a business on the road that's always been like the real digital nomad vibe that's always what i've wanted but it also it 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 changes the way that we travel which we're totally you know okay with it's what we wanted but I, i will say that in that episode where we talked about we had just booked our first class tickets and the manifestation that Kim had created, that all goes into the mindset of what we wanted to create. We literally wanted to toast on the plane with champagne as we're taking off, knowing that we could literally stay and travel for as long as we wanted to because we had a sustainable business that we could work from anywhere in the world. And that was the root of what we wanted. Yes, we could have traveled many years ago and backpacked through Southeast Asia and spent a whole lot less money on what we did, but we knew that that was the core root of what we wanted. That's the life that we wanted to live. Again, I really emphasize we, that's our choices. That's what we wanted to do. So that's why it has taken us this amount of time to now get on that plane on August 23rd and start this year of travel. Yeah, but we're doing it exactly the way that we want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to look a little different because we will be working from the road. So, but mm-hmm. that's exactly what we wanted. So, yes, we will still we have our money saved and we will still be super like, you know, cognizant of budget, but we will be earning while we're traveling as well. And that like we said, like that was the goal you yeah. know, for us. Yep. So, I I want to add something really quick Um, in here because I think we're kind of talking about it. I don't want to dive too deep into this, but I I do think it's important and it kind of goes along with what we're talking about. And that is setting yourself up properly, right? Like it is something that, you know, how Kim said at the beginning, we kind of triggered her with the whole lucky thing, but we've been very intentional um, down to how we visualize ourselves getting on the plane and how we want our lives to look while we travel the world. And so with that became us, really being intentional with how we are in the States, how we are when we're working, how we are with things that we're collecting or gathering. So, you know, we were really watching that we wanted to travel the world. So what was heavy for us? Our bills. We didn't want a whole bunch of bills and a whole bunch of extra responsibilities that we had to take on when we did travel the world. Um, So therefore, when in these nine years of traveling, we didn't make big purchases. We kept everything that fit in our Jeep. And that was our, our kind of what do you call it? Like motto or, or way that we stayed? Yeah, like if it doesn't fit in the Jeep, like it doesn't come. It doesn't come. We didn't in. add anything extra. Right. That and was so it. that kept us really baseline to where we knew that we could manage this. We could drop this off at like a family member's house and off we go. 
Um, we didn't take on any big purchases. There was times that we had talked about buying a camper and buying a, 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 a Sprinter van and traveling the United States in it. But we're like, man, that responsibility would be big because ultimately we are going to be traveling the world for a year. And so I just kind of challenge you. It doesn't mean that you, if you have responsibilities, you can't travel the world. It just looks a little differently. And mainly looking at that person that we were 12 years ago, if I would have had this advice to be like, if that's what you want to do, really get yourself in line, pay down your bills, have less expenses for your month. That way you can travel longer and your money goes farther. Don't add a bunch of responsibilities that you're always concerned with back at home while you're traveling the world. Um, Just those little things can really help you um, if this is a goal that you really want. But also this podcast too, if you do have some responsibilities, it's kind of a way that you can see, man, I can still manage that and use this template to fit your life. Just take what, what we're giving you see what works with you and build your own template. No, but I think that's great advice is like living as minimally as possible. So when it comes, if if you want to travel, right? And like paying down bills and debts and all of that. I mean, that is something that we worked really hard to do because you you can obviously travel with any kind of debt or mortgage or bills or anything, but you that's gonna look very different. Like only you know your financial situation. So if you're responsible for thousands of dollars every single month in your bills, then you know it might take you longer to save up or you might not be able to travel for as long period of time like you have to kind of look at everything objectively and then kind of get a sense of what's going to work for you or not but if you are in a position especially as healthcare travelers right we have this incredible opportunity to make more money and and pay down debts and things quicker and and obviously take time off where it's you know it's not as you don't have to take a leave of absence from work you're able to take time off so it does i feel like we are at an advantage as healthcare travelers and that's really what propelled us forward faster because we're like put our heads down pay off our bills pay down our debts like let's live as like slim as possible which is helpful as a healthcare traveler to get from place right. to place. You can't be lugging like budget trucks and, exactly. and trailer hitches and all this. I mean, you can, but it's it's not as it's free. Yeah. So it's something to think about. If this is something you know you want to do, like start thinking about it now because you can really set yourself up for just a more um, easy, just kind of less baggage type yep. of experience. Okay. And I want to say too, you know, we're talking about we're taking a year of travel, but you know, it can be, you might not want to take a year of travel. That's not for Mm, everybody, mm -hmm. but maybe you want to take a summer off, you know, maybe you want to take three months or you want to take two months or six months or whatever, but we're just kind of, the, the whole purpose of this is we're not talking about a two week vacation here. We're talking about a more longer extended period of time where you're going to be gone and on the road for, you know, longer than usual. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is a funny story because when we when we first started traveling, we obviously had I'm talking about healthcare traveling at this point. So we obviously we've already said we wanted to travel, blah blah blah. So I took my first assignment in Wisconsin, and I was making really good money. Well, we were coming off my first assignment where we realized I've never seen this kind of money right. and this amount of time, right? Ever. Right. So then we go to my assignment. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm making so much money. Like, this is insane. So first thing I say is we're going to take a trip. Like, after this contract, we're saving up. 
We are going to take a trip. I was so excited. I wanted to go to Europe. I had dreamed about going to Italy. Like all of our vision boards had like pictures of Italy all over them. Like I was stoked. So I'm like, that is my goal and my mission for this contract. And I worked at this like tiny little hospital that had a computer lab, which is like so random to think about. And I was so slow. And so I would go down and I worked 12 hour days. I would go down and spend basically the whole 12 hours on the computer, like planning a trip to Europe. And this was 2013. Yeah. Okay. Which again, it's just so funny. It's like, you only know what you know, right? It's, we always say this, you only know what you know, and then you make decisions based off the knowledge you had at that time. And I didn't know any other travelers or these travel bloggers and these budget travelers who are backpacking the world and all. I had no idea that was even a thing. Had I might have Googled and somebody popped up, I would it would have taken us down an entirely different path. Although the people that we do follow now, they all seem to have started in 2015, 2016. Yeah. And those are the ones that are like the big timers on yeah. there. And so I don't know if it really was even a thing. I think Nomadic Matt started like... Uh back then see maybe. that but, could have been our avenue but i didn't so what damn it matt damn. <laughs> god i know it's like if we only would have known it would have been different but we didn't so i booked a cruise <laughs> so i booked a cruise because i thought wow this is a great way it's it was almost two weeks and it went all around italy and france and croatia and we saw spain. spain and we're like Wow, this is such a great way to get in a lot of different areas and go to freaking Europe. And like, it's gentler. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like instead of jumping in, I, I I do want to just add that throughout this story. A lot of that was based off our fears of traveling. It was just like, we don't really know. This is gentle. We have our room. We'll get to go to all these places and we'll be guided. Well, and this was our first big trip too. Mm-hmm. Like we had gone to the Dominican, we'd gone to Jamaica, but we're from Florida, so it's all super close and like the Caribbean is at the Bahamas, Mexico, like it's all very like normal-ish. This was like our first big trip together internationally. So yeah, it felt big. It felt safe and again going back, I didn't really I didn't know any different because I probably would have come to you and been like, "Listen, I know this sounds crazy, but what if we just backpack like whatever." Yeah. And I probably, I could have talked you into it, right? 100%. So I didn't. So we end up spending, we go on this cruise. It was incredible. Well, actually it was because we got to see a lot of different places. But I realized I never want to go on a cruise again because I like more time at the places we're in. I don't want to just like hang out on a boat, like, Mm -hmm. you know. But anyways, we ended up spending like $15,000 or like $10,000 to $15,000. I remember exactly what it was, but we were like... Of course, we because we were like, oh, we won't spend like hardly any money because it's all included. It's all paid for. And then we come back and we look and we're like, holy shit, how did we spend so much money per usual? Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, we realized that we spent a whole bunch on the boat. Yes. That was the biggest trap. Yeah, 100%. And so anyways, I tell that story to say that ten to $15,000 again, that was two weeks on a cruise where again, we did all these excursions that I booked through the cruise line that were super expensive and super inflated prices, but it felt like safe and it was all we knew, whatever. So that's what we did. But ten to $15,000, I'm like, damn, like 
you can travel for six months through Southeast Asia on freaking $10,000, $15,000 South America. Like we could have gone and had a whole summer backpacking through Europe on that much money. And it's like crazy to look back on. It's like, it was just this quick blip, this two week cruise. And we spent all that money and yet had a great experience. But that two weeks is the same amount of money that we could have traveled for months yeah. if we would have known that that was a thing and there was a way to do that, right? 100%. And I think, too, like, I was okay with you spending, I think Kim was talking about it last night when we were on a little walk after dinner. We were talking and she was like, I think I spent $700 for our excursion around Rome when we could have literally, like, hired a driver for way less than that and gone to the places that we wanted to go and maybe even, like, the cooler restaurants and the things that we really wanted to do. (laughs) But my ultimate fear was that we would get on a tour and they wouldn't get us back to the boat in time and the boat would leave us. Yeah. And little do you know, like, as an experienced traveler now, it's like, what's the worst-case scenario? Okay, we book a flight to the next port and jump back on the boat like that's the worst case scenario yeah. right i mean we're not gonna die not like, we'll right figure we'll out. figure it out but like i was so panic stricken over that that i was like no we just need to book the tour that takes us to and from the boat that way we know we'll be back on the boat at 7 p.m and the boat won't leave us yeah and it's just crazy to think we spend that much money but but we- that comes with experience and time and knowing right and now it's like I read tons of blogs and watch travel vlogs. And so you're getting all this insight and tips and tricks from all these people who are doing it before you, right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, you could, you would have felt more relaxed had you had seen somebody else do it and you would have been like, oh, we can figure this out, but we didn't know any different. So we spent ten dollars to $15,000 on a two-week cruise when we could have had this incredible, you know, summer fling through Europe, you know, we didn't know. And so that's kind of what we, that's the whole point of all of this is that, you know, people think long-term travel is so expensive, but sometimes these two-week vacations are ridiculously expensive, right? Like we spend so much money on these extravagant, like big ticket, you know, purchases and vacations through these different companies and these different things. When really, if you just take some time to research things and uh, get tips from other travelers who are already doing it, you can really travel and and be able to extend your money a lot longer and have cooler experiences being on the ground and doing more local things and connecting with other travelers. Well, I I think this is a really good time to add too, as I wanted to say, nowadays, it is so amazing what is on the Googles, what is on the blogs, what is on YouTube. And most people would look at that and say, oh, it's so saturated and blah, blah, blah. And like everybody's doing it. No, I completely disagree with that. And it's it's perception, right? But my perception is everybody has a way that they travel. They have things that they like to do. Some people focus more on food and experiences. Some people are focused on how I can get through the world and see more countries on less money spent. Like everybody has their thing. But I think what's amazing about it is because there are so many travel vloggers, travel bloggers, you can really find the person that you connect with the most. And that's why there is an open opportunity for anybody that wants to go and share their experiences. And it's not saturated, in my opinion, because of the fact that there are people that connect with you personally and they that you can look at and be like, oh my gosh, I love eating the restaurants that they go to. They're able to do it. They left their job for however long and they're doing this now. 
And I can do that too. And you can map that out and see that it's possible. And I love that about the current state of social media slash, uh, you know, influencers, quote unquote, that are out there that you can just find that template that works for you and know that it's possible. A hundred percent. I love that. You know, one of our friends, Kaylee, if you're listening, shout out. What up, Kaylee? Uh, She's a traveler school student. She's now become one of our friends and like real life friends. And she just decided to, you know, she's a traveling sonographer and she's going to buy a van and she's going to take contracts and live in her van. She's going to do a YouTube channel about it and share her experience. And I'm like, that is going to inspire so many other solo like healthcare travelers that maybe have been thinking about doing it too, but are like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And like you're paving the path to show other people it's possible. I mean, I could be in wrong, her own way, in her own way. I don't think that there's that many healthcare, especially solo female healthcare travelers that are like living in a van, taking contracts, sharing their experiences. And I'm like, that's going to inspire so many people that, that didn't even know they wanted to do that too. And they see you and they're like, damn, I can do that too. And I think that's like so beautiful about social media and everybody sharing their experiences. Um, because again, we all learn from each other's experiences. Like now over the years, I have found, you know, the Kara and Nates, the Tim and Finns, the Nomadic Mats, the, you know. Traveling Jackies. Yeah, all blonde these. Blonde Abroad. Yeah, all these people that now I'm like, they're my go-to resources and they have paved the path for us to be like, we can take a year of travel. We can do this too. This is very realistic. We can save the money. We can travel, you know, on a budget. This is how we can do it. We can rent a car in another country and drive around because they did it. So of course we can, right? Like we can, you know, take these trains all these places and get off the beaten path because we've seen other people that we look to now do it and now we know it's possible for us. And that's where it all comes from. Them sharing their experiences, it inspires us and we're like, we can do it too. Yeah. Right? And also two wandering souls, Katie and Ben. I, love I, I wanted to add them because I hope to work with them in one day. Yeah. So if they heard this podcast, an- they'd be like, you left us out. So <laughs> Katie and Ben, I, I got you on two wandering souls. They're awesome. That is an awesome blog, you guys. For, oh my gosh. For traveling. Like we planned our whole New Zealand, New Zealand itinerary off of their New Zealand itinerary blog. They had a whole blog about it. Anyways, they're fantastic. Um, I think one big thing too, and what we've really learned, because a lot of, most of our expenses come from where we stay. And we kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier about accommodations, um, but that's one of the biggest expenses in food, obviously. And, you know, the cool thing now is that there are so many options to stay and guest houses and Airbnbs and all of these, and even hostels, a, a room, not a, a private dorm, room, but a private room in a hostel. There are so many ways that you can really find cheaper places for, uh, for instance, in Rome. Okay. Now Rome is one of the most expensive cities in the world. Like Western Europe is probably one of the most expensive places you can travel through besides like uh, Scandinavia. Like that's crazy expensive. So, I found, I booked our, our trip to Rome a couple of months ago. Now, granted that the prices have been, they were a little bit lower because of COVID and different things, but I found the cutest condo for us to stay in, in the hippest neighborhood that we want. The wanted, foodie neighborhood. The foodie neighborhood. How do you say it? Trav. cest No, no. <laughs> it does sound like It that, does. Traverse. Traverse. Yeah. But it was like $40, $45 a night. Okay, that 
is insane to me. And that's including, you know, there's these VAT fees you have to pay and, and city fees and all this stuff and cleaning fee. Like it included all of that. In Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Everything. Like in Rome. I mean, that's that's crazy. Now, granted, we had we, we switched the dates and I had to rebook um, and that and we didn't book that place again. But I found another place, uh, same. It was a room in like a really cool guest house in a really cool neighborhood, same neighborhood, but just in a different part of it. And that was, I think, like $55. And we're talking, I mean, that's, we can't even stay in the States in a Motel 6 for under a hundred bucks, right? So there's tons of different ways to find really great places in good locations that are comfortable, but you're not, if they're not extravagant, just has what you need. Mm -hmm. But also we're not people who want to spend a bunch of time like in our hotel room, like we're traveling and we want to get out and we want to see everything. But booking.com has been such a great resource to try to find places. Airbnb is great, but their prices have gone up so much that it's always like more expensive. But with booking.com, you can put in the filter to have them, you put in the area and have it be priced lowest to highest. And you can really go through and see what's available and read all the reviews and all that. Anyways, that's been a great Nomadic Matt just came out with his place in Greece too. And that was... So, so we've mentioned Nomadic Matt a few times. He's another one that he has an awesome blog. It's geared towards budget travelers, right? And he's all about great food, good location. So when we say budget, we're not talking about, you know, the 20 year olds, who are yeah, like couch surfing e- yeah, and yeah eating like, ramen noodles and like you know like sharing a beer right? right like we're talking about grown ass humans like Aaron and I and Matt's like 40 something that like love good food good drinks and comfortable places to stay in good location but that are we're not talking about the Hilton right it's more budget friendly but anyways he's got a great blog check it out he's in Greece right now and he shared about an it was like a condo or a guest house or something that he stayed in in one of the islands in Greece. He said it was the best Wi-Fi. It was so comfortable, such a great location. It was 21 euros a night. 21 I mean, that's crazy cuz people think Greece is so expensive. You're going to spend so much money. And yes, Greece can very much be expensive, but you can also take a little time and do this research, read these blogs and find these gems where you're spending, you know, under 30 bucks a night to like stay in Greece. I mean, that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had, we went a little more expensive than we wanted to. And we had a two story villa with a person basically cooking for us if we wanted every night um, in Bali for 500 a month. Yeah. And that was insane. It was a mansion. It was basically. a mansion, yeah. which we did not no, need. Didn't need it. But it was still 500 a month for that. That's insane. There was a place in downtown Ubud when we were going to move down there. We were going to stay longer and we ended up not. But there was, I mean, there's tons of places. But this particular place was right next to the Yoga Barn. And right next to Atman Cafe. Yep. Right in, downtown. In oh. the heart of everything. Like, perfect location. You can walk to everything. Really cute. Just It's just a basic, like a room. Just right? A room, Nothing yeah. fancy. Air condition. Air condition. It had, I think, like a little kettle and just like some basic stuff. But it was like $18 a night. I mean, the, this is like, but this is normal, right? So like. Chiang Mai. An old city, that one oh. place that we had with the pool that we could sit out and like work had amazing Wi-Fi. They would like serve you anything you wanted to while you were sitting out by the pool. And our room was huge. Yeah, 
And we were like, eh, we want to live in more modern stuff at yep, the time. At the time, because we were we were wanting to, we were wanting, so this is right before we went into the condo. So we were like, oh, cool. Like we want, you know, more space. We're, you know, working on things. We want to be comfortable, whatever. Oh, we wanted to be able to cook, that kind of thing. But that room was absolutely perfect, right? Like now we would be like, the, like we we don't need a condo. We get that. We we also thought we were gonna like live there, right? right. We're like we're gonna live in Chiang Mai. We need our gym. We need in our, Bali. Yeah. Like we thought we were gonna stay there for like a really long time. And like we know now, like that's not what we're doing. We'll probably stay maybe a couple of weeks, whatever. Move on. But anyways, that room. Perfect location, really comfortable, like basic stuff, but what you needed to be comfortable. And it was less than 20 bucks a night, right? Like like this is the normal. So that's why when people are like, it's so expensive. It's like, actually, it's really not. But you just have to decide how you're going to be traveling, right? And also, I do, I do want to say again, I don't want to dive too deep into this. But literally, everybody says, well, the flight over there is the same price as what you would pay for a two-week you know, stay at a Hilton somewhere, right? Like in, in the States or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yes, that, that they do get expensive. One, now with post-COVID, I mean, the prices have gone up significantly just between July and August. Um, but also, you know, there are so many bloggers, so many vloggers, so many people that have already done this before and they've found a way and they're not multimillionaires and they're not trust fund babies and they don't have huge amounts of budgets to go and do this stuff, but they still make it work. And there's all those tips on, you know, uh, travel hacking with like travel credit cards. Again, you have to be totally responsible with your finances. And I'm not here to tell you how to do that. Um, I just know that we've followed a couple courses that we've purchased on how people did it. And it worked for us. And we literally booked a flight to Rome first class for $40. Yeah. So with our points, with our points, points, but we did our points responsibly and we utilize the bonus points that they you know serve for all that kind of anyway like i said i don't want to dive into it but there's ways to minimize even those costs so that you're paying 40 out of your pocket to go over to there and then once you get there the flights the trains the buses they're all so cheap yeah once you get to where you're going like when we were in Southeast Asia, like once we got to Bali, it's like we could fly to Thailand for like 50 bucks. Like we could fly to the Philippines for how, like it was all very cheap. Like once you actually got there because they all have like their budget airlines, right? Like there's Air Asia, there's Ryanair in Europe. Like, so there's all these different connectors that make it super cheap. And just piggybacking off what you said, you know, there's also, so the travel hacking for points, I think is great if you can be responsible. Like we've really, like we now will pay everything on our credit card to get as much many points as we can and then we pay it off. Um, But like we've been able to book our first class tickets, right? That's super cool. So that's something you can look into. There's tons of websites like fairdrop.com. That's Karen Nates. Um, There's... Gosh, I'm trying to think. There's a couple that you can. They'll they send you alerts. Oh, Travel Zoo is another one. Like Travel Zoo. What's your um one? Your Hopper. Hopper. Yeah, Hopper is a great app. It will tell you when you put in where you're going, and it will give you dates on like, or it will tell you like this. These dates are in the green. Then it gets to the yellow. Then the red, and it will say. You know, buy now, prices are predicted to be higher. Or don't buy now, prices are predicted to be lower. So that's a great one. And then also Skyscanner is really cool because if you're flexible, you can really find some good deals. 
So Skyscanner will allow you to put in like more ranges or you could put in like, um, you know, the whole month of August and it will tell you, oh, this date's going to be the cheapest. Or you can even put like fly anywhere and it will give you like all these places you can go for like super cheap if you're just flexible and kind of want to get going. So there's definitely ways to get around flight costs. But yes, that is part of it. But it's, it, there's ways to get about it, around it. The other thing um, is the food stuff because obviously food can be is a very and excursions. Yeah. yeah, but I was gonna start with just like oh, the food. Yeah. Um, but you know when we were in Bali, okay. Oh, God. So here's the thing. Again, you have to kind of what are your goals? What are your intentions? Like. We thought we were going to be living there. Like, we wanted to be very healthy. We didn't want to eat, you know, crappy, not crappy, but we didn't want to eat, like, heavy food all the time because we were like, whatever, we're, we're creating a lifestyle here. We were just in a different headspace. And so we were going to all these, like, hipster cafes and, like, getting all these, like, healthy foods. And granted, it was still a hell of a lot cheaper than, like, you know, eating out here. But... We could have, and what we would do now is we could have went to the war rungs, which are these like local shops that you can go into. You can get some Nasi Goreng or you can get whatever for a couple bucks. Yeah. Right? So we were spending, you know, say $20, $30, whatever, where we could have been spending like a couple of dollars. Yeah. And we were also going to the supermarket and loading up on peanut butter and jelly and bread and things that we used to eat here. And those things, because they're imported, were so expensive. Yeah. And so instead of just learning, you know, getting out of our schedule of kind of what we talk about now is we would wake up, we'd have to have a solid breakfast that would hold us over until we had like a full lunch. And then we would find like a full dinner and snacks in between and things like that. And like, you have to be a little bit more flexible. You have to learn how to roll with those kind of punches per se. And so now it's like, we feel like, it's a lot better and it's a strategy that I kind of want to go in with about eating smaller portions maybe throughout the day of trying little tiny things here and there from different street food areas and it costs way less money. Yeah, the thing is, is like you eat local. When you eat local, that A, that's going to be the best food, right? So going to the markets, right? Like there's so many markets all over Southeast Asia. I mean, there's markets everywhere you go. Street food, eating where the locals eat, eating in the mom and pop places, like that is not only going to be the best food, but it's going to be cheap because that's where the locals eat. And so that's huge, right? So that's like what we're going to do going into our year. Like we're obviously going to go to some nice restaurants out and things like that. But for the most part, we'll be eating like local street food and that kind of thing. So like that's huge. So that's a way that you can, I mean, you can really get by with, you know, if you're eating, especially in like Southeast Asia, if you're going to the markets and you're just, you know, eating like the street food, you can like literally spend a couple dollars a day, like mm -hmm. not even exaggerating. And it's usually safer because it's a lot of time deep fried. Yeah. I mean, I don't eat deep fried food, but. But I'm saying with the safer, I mean, if you're getting it down into the uh, oil and burning off whatever it is. No, that there's tons some of people grilled are, stuff. I like hot. I mean, people are worried about street food and yeah, like you can absolutely get sick, but you can absolutely get sick eating anywhere. Eating and, lettuce. <laughs> yeah. Like I was eating tons of lettuce and tons of like fruit and smoothies, which I was like, I got very sick many times, but, um, but I also like wanted like the greens and things like that. But yeah, I mean, I would eat grilled chicken or, mm -hmm. gr you know, or there was tons of vegetarian options, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, I mean, you don't, like, I don't eat fried food, but, like, yeah, that's a great option. <laughs> but you're going to try some when we go in our year, though. 
You're going to be more open to trying? I, Babe, I am open to trying everything, but I typically wouldn't just eat fried food all the time because that's just not my vibe. But what I'm trying to say is, like, there's tons of options that aren't fried. You're bringing up my my insecurity oh of, my. of spending hundreds of dollars at Atman Cafe for your, like, healthy, you know, American dishes. And I know. so that's what I was... Obviously, that's been, like, I'm, I'm, like, the bougie picky one, and I've always been more high-maintenance when it comes to food, which is why Aaron's hyperventilating, because <laughs> I like healthy food. I mean, I naturally eat... He- I mean, granted, I eat, a, like, a lot of great food, but, like, my go-to is like I like to feel good I like to eat healthier I like lots of greens and things vegetables things like that but one of my goal which is why in like Bali and whatever we are you know eating all all the healthier places but my goal okay is I'm going to be more open to eating whatever's available just being easy being low maintenance and staying open to what the what's good, right? What's around? What's local? What like what are what's like what's available to eat without being like super bougie about it? Okay, I'm glad this is on the podcast because it's goal. recorded, so I can come back to this episode and just be like, click click. I feel like I've been a lot more. No, you have. I'm so much more laid back now with food and stuff than you I've are. ever been. You are. I was just trying to make the point for people listening that just because I'm saying it's street food or mar- like it's not fried. There's so many right. good options. No, I, I agree. And I felt like you, I stand corrected. You're right. You really kind of dropped the ball with that comment <laughs> okay. because there's so many good options. You're right. There are. Okay. There are. Just want to clarify that. Okay. Um, you you won that one. Anyway, so yeah. I don't know what else, like what else to say at this point. So the there's tons of places to stay for cheap. There's tons of places to or where you can eat for cheap. Traveling in general for longer periods of time can be very not inexpensive, but it can be a lot less expensive than people might initially think. I think a good way to end this because I think we've covered a lot of I the think stuff we've we want to talk it about. It. What I want to no, we haven't because I really want to hit this. Oh okay. I think one reason why. The majority of this podcast, Travcest, why we're obsessed with all things travel. You could ask, like, why Why do you want us, as the listener, to take long-term travel? Why do you want us to, you know, really focus on this? And, and, and one, it, it's not for me personally. It's just showing you that there is a way to do it. But I do think, to my core, which is why I'm so obsessed obsessed with our new name, being Travcest, and the kind of direction that we have gone as a couple, as a business... Um, as individuals is I firmly do believe in a lot of the podcasts and things I listen to and a lot of even times when people are like in a pickle in their own life people will suggest get out go travel like take time off of your grind go out there explore see other ways to do things meet other people find other cultures find other things that you're passionate about and I do firmly believe that if everybody in their lifetime took an extended amount of time to travel the world they would be able to find things in themselves that they never knew possible. And I firmly, firmly believe that. So we will always be the ones that say, if you're in a rut, if you're in a pickle, save your money, be focused on it, be intentional, and go and set out on a destination unknown and just be like, you know what? I'm just going to go explore. I'm going to see what else is out there. And I guarantee you, you'll come back to your life with a whole new perspective. Mm. I'm glad you said that because it's really, it's so true. And, you know, a lot of people who listen to this podcast are healthcare travelers. And so you can even relate it to that, right? Is, is 
starting traveling. I mean, you open yourself up to so many different people and experiences and new ways of thinking and new opportunity and things that you would never have even thought of or tried or put yourself out there to do had you had been in your normal home and job back home, right? It healthcare traveling cracks you open. You are out of your comfort zone. You are out like in the open, right? Figuring things out. And like you are, we are nine years later, not the same people we were when we started traveling. In the best possible way. In the best way. Thank God we're not. Like we have grown so much. We've learned things about ourselves. We've discovered new passions that we want to work on. New new weaknesses that we can work on. Yep. So much. And so, yes, I think you know, taking that next step and taking a longer trip, a summer off or whatever it is, will just elevate that experience and crack you open to that next level. And the people you meet, the community, just being out in the world, seeing seeing like different perspectives, right? And I just think it's such a beautiful, powerful experience that everybody should take a, a period of time in their life Sorry. Wow. Hey, like, cool to, like, cut off my amazing thoughts. Time to take my meds. What? Oh, you're, oh, Aaron's sick right now. Yep. Um, anyways, I just think it's really powerful. I think it can change your life. And I think that, especially if you're at a place where you're wanting to shake things up a little bit or explore new passions or ideas or have some time just to kind of be reflective and, um, yeah, I just think it's the best thing that we can do is to take time off to go be in the world. Yeah, and I think the deeper part of this podcast is, yes, it's it's not as expensive as you think, but I, I really want to just simplify that down to this is the one tool that pretty much, pretty much everybody, especially the people listening to this, have access to that can literally elevate your life in a way that you never thought possible. Right, because we're healthcare travelers. We are a, a very unique community that is able to take time off when we want to. You can easily tell your recruiter like, hey, I'm taking this summer off and I'm going to take three months and I'm going to go travel and I'll call you when I get back, right? Like as long as we have the money and the funds and the support that we need, we get to take time off whenever we want. And that's such a beautiful thing that like majority of people don't get. They have to take a leave of absence or- Their job might not be there. They have to quit and all these different things where it's so easy for us to be like, hey, I'm taking this time off I'll catch you when I get back and you can pick things up when you get home and I just feel like this is the time to take the opportunity to take this leap not when you're retired not like years from now when x y and z has happened it's like take it do it now like life is short like you never know what's going to happen tomorrow like if you're feeling called to, to go have like a a trip, an adventure, like do it now. Start planning now. Like get everything in a row now and start taking steps. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Good way to end it. I think too, like, you know, moving in today is officially eight weeks from when we board that plane to start our year of travel. Uh, We are really excited to bring you guys along with us. We want you to feel like you're packing your bags with us and you're going on this trip because we are going to take this podcast on the road with us and kind of give you the inside depths to what we're experiencing, what we're learning on the road, and and even funny stories and and powerful things that, that we've seen just from our year of travel. So we hope you guys are getting excited with us because we couldn't be more excited 
And I just want to say, too, it's not about, like, look at us. Like, we're so no, cool. We're going I to travel. That... It's not, like, oh, be excited because we're going on a... No, I'm not saying you said oh, that. Oh, I thought no, you no. were saying that that's no, no. how I came across. No. I'm, like, mortified. No, I'm, like, zip <laughs> That was very heartfelt, zip what it. I was saying. And, no, no, no. Okay. okay. I was just kind of piggybacking on what you said. It's, like... We want we love sharing everything. You guys know, like we love sharing everything. We share all aspects of our life because we want to show other people what's possible. And we want to inspire you to go after your own dreams and crack you open to what you truly want and to take steps and to share with you the tools and the tips and the lessons and the stories and all of the things that the come mistakes. with it that we're learning so that you can feel inspired for your own adventure. And that's really where it all comes from. Yeah. Well, so. thank you. Okay. Cause you had me all, I was like, God, like giving you the stink eye. No, you didn't like, say it at all like okay. that. It was just, I wanted to say that. Okay. Perfect. Well, that is, that is it for this week. We will be back next week with another Travses topic. Um, and definitely go check out traveler school. If you're a healthcare traveler that is interested in, in jumping into this field, um, it is definitely the guide that you need to get started. Um, and reach out to us, DM us on Kim and Aaron on Instagram, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.